If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about stress. Stress is something that we all have in our lives. We cannot escape it. Stress is a biological response that occurs when there is a perceived imbalance between life demands and the availability of tools or resources. Stress is really created when our equilibrium is off, when we're not feeling balanced. This perception of imbalance is subjective, making stress a personal phenomenon. Stress can manifest itself in different ways for different people. It can show up as anxiousness, sadness, withdrawn, disorganization, irritability, anger, confusion, or even physical symptoms such as muscle tension. I know when I'm stressed, I get irritable, I'm short, but when it gets really bad, I start having tension in my shoulders and I require a manual massage to alleviate it. So being aware of how stress manifests in our lives allow us to know when we need to take time to reset or refocus. So how does stress manifest in your life? All stress is not bad. I'm sure everyone has heard of flight, flight, or freeze. It's really a protective mechanism that our body has to protect us from harm. So if we are being chased by a dog, if, you know, a car is speeding and almost hits us, our body revs up to really put us into protection mode. There are four types of stress, and all of these types of stress elicit the same biological response. The first one is acute stress. Very short term, comes on suddenly. This is the type of stress we most often encounter on a day-to-day basis. An example of this could be a loud noise. The second type is episodic stress. This is more intense, occurs for a period of time, maybe longer than acute stress. An example of this can be our NCLEX exam. So studying for the exam or going in to take the exam can be an example of episodic stress. 
The third type is eustress. This is known as a positive, fun, exciting stress. This type of stress keeps us energized. An example of this can be pregnancy. That's only if we're expecting to be pregnant, right? (laughs) And the last one is chronic stress. So chronic stress seems never ending, seems inescapable. An example of this can be caregiving for a loved one, or even COVID-19 can definitely be an example of chronic stress. Chronic stress is a type of stress that can impact our mental and physical health. So it's important that we're mindful of how often are we stressed. Is it for a short period of time? Is it for a long period of time? So is it acute, episodic? Is it chronic stress? So it's important that we give that some thought. When you think about your stressors, what type of stress are you experiencing? And stress is elicited by two stressors. It can be internal stressors or external stressors. So some example of external stressors are physical environment. Is your environment noisy? Is it cluttered? Another example of external stressors is social interaction. This can be interacting with a person who may be high energy, aggressive, rude. In the midst of COVID-19, this has definitely been a stressor for the way we interact with people. Are they wearing their mask? Are they wearing it correctly? Are they coughing? So all of these things elicit a stress response. Then we have organizational stressors. So changes at work. Maybe rules have changed because we're in the midst of a pandemic. Many of us have to wear a mask for eight hours or 12 hours or 16 hours. That change in our routine can definitely be a stressor. The next example are major life events. These can be expected or unexpected events. So death, loss of a job. Many of us, if we haven't personally experienced a loss of a job or been furloughed, our loved ones, our spouse, our family members. So those life events can definitely elicit a stress response. And the last example of an external stressor Our daily hassles, so this is like traffic, trying to make it to a meeting, those are all external stressors. So external stressors, we don't have 100% control over, but we do, however, have control over how we respond to these stressors. Next, we have internal stressors, which of course, they're internal, so we have more control over these internal stressors. So an example of an internal stressor would be our thoughts. So reoccurring thoughts that may occur at night. And I always say the thoughts that matter are the thoughts that keep you up at night. Another example are lifestyle choices. This makes me think of wellness. What choices are we making in our life? Negative self-talk is another example of internal stressors. So if we have self-doubt, if we're not being impeccable with our words, so that inner critic in our head, What is that inner critic saying to us? Is it positive self-talk or is it negative self-talk? And the last one are mind traps. These are irrational thought patterns that blind us from the truth, really causing us to make errors in judgment. So when you think about your own stress, try to categorize it. Is it internal? Is it external? Do I have control over it or do I not have control over it? So it's really important to think about 
what type of stress you are experiencing. Now let's talk about the stress response. The hypothalamic pituitary adrenal or HPA axis is our central stress response system that is activated when we encounter a perceived stressor. This results in a release of stress hormones, so our cortisol, adrenaline, and noradrenaline, that creates an imbalance in our homeostasis. And as we continue to experience stress, we get caught in the stress cycle. So we have the stressor, we have the biological reaction to the stressor, which causes wear and tear on our body and organs, which leads to reduced optimal health and increases our sensitivity to stress. And then we go again, we have the stressor, our biological reaction to the stressor, and this can ultimately start to impact our mental and physical health. Stress has been associated with depression, anxiety, insomnia, high blood pressure, diabetes, acid reflux, infertility, impotence, a compromised immune system. There was an interesting statistic I saw in the American Institute of Stress Journal. Prior to COVID, it showed that 75 to 90% of primary care visits were all related to stress. That is a really fascinating statistic. I wonder what that number is now. So we know stress has an impact on our mental and physical health. So now I want you to take some time to really think about the stressors in your life and categorize them. Is it acute stress? Is it episodic stress? Is it you stress? Is it chronic stress? Are they internal stressors? Are they external stressors? So it's essential that we are intentional about putting in stress management strategies to reduce our stress levels. So one stress management strategy I talk to nurses about is the STOP method. So the S stands for stop, literally stop. The T stands for think. What am I stressed about? Is it something I can control or is it something I cannot control? If it's something you can't control, you really have to try to let it go. If it's something that you can control, you move to O, which are options. What are my options? What do I need right now to help me move through this stressor? Once you have that option, you move to P, which is plan. Put the plan into place to reduce your stressor. This is a great way to just refocus and process the stressors in your life. And you can do this anywhere. You can go in the bathroom and do this. You can go into the medication room. You can go into an empty patient's room. You can utilize this method anywhere. And the important part is really just stopping to think and process and really gain perspective on what is stressing you out at that moment. Because at the end of the day, we want to reduce our stress levels so we can have optimal health and wellness. That's the ultimate goal. Before I go, I do want to personally invite you to join me next week, Tuesday, April 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the American Institute of Stress, where I will be presenting the Shape Stress Management Blueprint for Healthcare Professionals. I will put the link to register in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend. 
And I would love to share a seven-day mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35. That is stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download a free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.